You are listening to Mrs. Miracle's Music Room Podcast, episode number eight. Hi, everyone. This is Aileen. And in today's podcast, we are going to talk about planning for a program. I first would like to apologize. I know it's been, I think, about four weeks since I did my last podcast, and I had planned on doing one every two weeks. But you know how the end of the year is. Um, We're in our last month of school here in my district. And um, I was also putting together a five-day challenge, which I'll talk to you about in a little bit. Um, But it just took a lot of work, and uh, the podcast fell by the wayside. So I apologize for that. But like I said, in today's podcast, I wanted to talk about planning for a program and all the different factors that go into planning for your program, whether or not you're doing, you know, something that's a smaller program or a bigger program, like a big musical, um, all the different factors that go into that. So first, I'm going to talk about scheduling. Um, Now, this is going to depend on your school, but my principal likes to have the dates for next year's programs in like June or July. He typically reaches out to me in the summer to see if I have an idea of when I would like to schedule each program. And I should start by telling you what kind of programs I do and um, you know how many I have. So I teach kindergarten through fifth grade at my building. And um, I don't do fifth grade band, but the band teacher who's the traveler she does do two concerts one to two concerts a year as well as a combined concert I do have a third fourth and fifth grade choir and the traveler and I both teach third and fourth grade they actually get music twice every five days we call it a rotation because we have a b c d e and they come to me one time and then to the traveler the second time which sounds a little bit crazy but we've made it work and it Actually, I actually really like knowing that I really teach all of the students in the building. So it's it's worked out well. So when I first opened the building, because um, the building, I think, is seven years old. And when I first came here, we opened the building up. I did have a performance for every single grade level, kindergarten through fifth grade. But then my youngest daughter, who is going on five years old, I can't believe it, this summer when I was on maternity leave with her, I just realized because I was gone for those six weeks that I just didn't have enough time in my schedule to fit all of those performances in. So I reached out to my principal and asked if I could do two informances, one for kindergarten and one for first grade. And he happily agreed to that. So it's morphed a little bit. Now what I do is a kindergarten graduation program, which is really not all that hard to put together. I use the program that I have in my Teachers Pay Teachers store called Now I Know My ABCs, which I can link to in the show notes. Um, but And I adapt it a little bit every year, but um, it, I use all material that they've done before, or mostly. You know, I might have one new song in there, but it's really easy to put together. Um, For first grade, we still do an informants where parents come in and watch their kids' music class in action. Second grade does a program along with our diversity night or a cultural connection is what we call it. And for that, 
every class learns a folk dance from around the world from a different country and then they learn like two or three songs all together so it's not too hard to throw together because instead of learning like 10 songs or whatever they're doing you know you know they're each doing a folk dance and then um, a few songs and we have them perform like at the beginning of our cultural connection night and then kids can and parents can go visit all of the booths and we have other performances that night. It's really a really cool night. And then third, fourth, and fifth grade are my grade levels that have the bigger programs. Um, third and fourth grade, the way we do it is they actually perform on the same night, but they have separate programs. So they have you know different themes for their programs. The third grade program is at 6.15 p.m. And the um, fourth grade program is at 7.30. So it's spaced out enough that you have a little bit of breathing room between the two performances. But it's kind of nice that it's one less evening commitment. But it is super stressful because you have two programs on one night. So you kind of have to weigh the options there. So anyway, when my principal reaches out to me, I typically leave the months for each grade level's performance, you know, pretty consistent. So I do... Fifth grade is my first performance, and we do that in October. And the reason I like to do it in October is they don't have senioritis yet, what I call senioritis, where they're just kind of, you know, ready for middle school. And uh, it just, it, it gives me enough time to review the concepts I want to review, but then start preparing them for the program. In November, we have the second grade performance along with our cultural connection. And then in December, we have our school-wide sing-along where we sing songs from for Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. And I have more information about that in a blog post, which I will also link to in the show notes. And by the way, if um, you haven't listened before, you don't know how to get to the show notes, you can go to my blog at mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com and then you can click on podcasts and then find podcast number eight. And I'll have the links that I'm talking about right now for you. So we do a school-wide winter holiday sing-along in December. And then January, um, I take a break because of snow days and whatever. It's I never like to do one right, you know, smack dab in the middle of winter because you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, in February, I have the third and fourth grade programs, like I said, on the same night. And in March, I do the first grade informants. So I think I covered all. K one two three four five. Yes, I covered all of them. In December, I also do a choir concert, and then in at the end of April, I just had my choir concert as well. And if we have you know outreach events or performances, those are kind of sprinkled in there too. So I'm actually done um, with all the big musicals by the end of February, and then. By March, I'm done with my informances, and then April, I just have my choir concert left. And sometimes I combine where it's like a combined choir and band concert. I've also done a combined choir, band, and strings concert, but this year I just did choir. So I actually really like that because then in May, because in Ohio here in in my district, we end school at the end of May before Memorial Day. I don't have to worry about any huge musicals in May or even in April or really even in March, you know, a lot of my more stressful events are over, you know, by the end of February, which is really nice. So when my principal reaches out to me in June or July and asks me for dates, 
I look at what I'd done in the previous years and, you know, see if there are any issues with that. If I want to, you know, bump something by a week or two, you know, you always have to worry about testing. And if testing is going on, are you going to be able to have big rehearsals with your students? Um, it's also really nice if you can reach out to the middle school and high school, you know, music teachers at this point, the band directors or choir directors or, or strings, you know, whoever you need to reach out to, to see if they have any concert dates on the calendar, because then you can try to choose dates that don't conflict. Because I have had that happen before, where one of my concerts, you know, like a fifth grade program conflicted with the seventh grade band concert, and we never want that to happen. So it just really helps to be able to lay out all the calendars and then choose something that you think is going to work well. And then the second thing I want to talk about with planning out your programs is just choosing the types of programs that you're going to use. So I talked to you a little bit about that. You could do a full-on, you know, full-on musical where it's, you know, lots of scenery and um, lots of costumes and very extravagant kind of involved music. The types of programs I do are a little bit um, like a notch down from that. I like to create my own programs based off of children's literature, and I will link to in the show notes a few blog posts that you might find helpful if you haven't really heard of this way of creating a program where I laid out exactly all the songs that I used, all the dances, all that kind of thing, and then, you know, which text I I had narrators stop at so we could sing a song, that kind of thing. So when I do it, I have, you know, I take a a children's book or picture book typically sometimes I also use a theme but if you take a children's book you could have narrators read text from the book and then they stop maybe after a couple sentences and if there's something in the book about a king then you could sing Kingsland or Old King Glory or something like that so I connect the songs to the text in the book and then you can still have scenery and costumes and all that good stuff, um, but it's not necessarily as involved and time-consuming as a really big musical. Another option is to do informances. Um, and like I said, I can link in the show notes um, to my blog post about informances. And with that, I have a couple rows of chairs in my room. I let parents know ahead of time when they can come and observe their kids' music class. I do have programs sitting out that they can kind of follow along with what we're doing, but really they're just watching their kids' music class. And that's so great for advocacy so that parents can see what you do in a typical music class. I've had so many parents say, oh, wow, I just didn't realize what all is involved with music class nowadays. This is so much different than when I was a kid, you know, so it's really great for that. And it's really low stress, which is so it's really nice if you can have like one informant sprinkled in there amongst all the other musicals because there's very little setup time. I, I really, I don't really have any setup time except sending the letters home because they're just watching their kids' music class. And then um, the type of program that I talked about with the diversity night is something like a, a performance that's part of another event. Um, so I've heard of some schools doing like a concert as part of a spaghetti dinner, or you might have like with mine, a concert as part of a, you know, larger event, like a diversity night or, you know, something like that. And in those cases, those can be a little bit easier to throw together because they are part of something larger. I have a friend at, and at his school, he teaches in my district at his school, he does a wax museum night, which is, 
very similar to what I do with the cultural connection. So um, with the Wax Museum, the kids dress up like a different historical figure from around the world. And then he does a concert as part of that. But like I said, it's very similar with, you know, dances and songs from around the world. So you want to think about all those different types of programs. Do you really want a huge involved musical or do you want to pare it down a little bit? Or do you want an informant or do you want a performance that's part of something larger? Or maybe you want, um, I've done um, performances that were part of the art show. So just kind of think through, you know, the direction that you want to head there. As far as creating programs, um, if you're interested in creating your own program, like I talked about, I would first suggest that you check out those blog posts that I will link to in the show notes so you can kind of get an idea of how I put programs together like that and you know what books I base them off of. But at the end of this podcast, I'm also going to talk about signing up for a five-day musical program challenge where we are, I'm going to challenge you to create your own musical programs. And that would be a lot of fun. So just wait a few minutes and I'll give you more information about creating your own programs. The next thing I want to talk about is collaborating. So you might be doing a performance all by yourself, or maybe you are collaborating with another music teacher. Um, So like my informants, I do all by myself. My kindergarten performance, I have had to collaborate with the traveling music teacher sometimes, depending on whether or not they teach kindergarten. So it's really going to depend on like, do you teach an entire grade level by yourself or do you share it? So let's say you share second grade with another teacher, then you're going to have to collaborate with them on that. And, you know, just a few suggestions for collaborating. I would, you know, definitely both people involved try to be open to each other's ideas and try to really listen to each other to see what each other's strengths are and the awesome suggestions that another teacher might have. So I'll I'll just share a couple stories with you about great things that I've learned from other music teachers. The teacher that I taught with for a few years um, before this year, her name was Jenna, and she's a fabulous music teacher. I, I loved teaching with her. And she had a couple great suggestions like um, that I hadn't really ever thought about. So one of them was as the students are entering the performance space to play music that's appropriate for that theme. So let's say you're doing an African program. You could play African music as the kids are, you know, headed onto the risers at the beginning of the program. And you can also play it at the end. It's kind of a nice closer, too. Um, so that's something that just from like kind of listening to her and talking with her that I learned from her that I've have often used in my own programs when I'm not collaborating with her. And it's been really great. And then another suggestion she had is like, let's say you have one class that's doing a folk dance instead of saying, okay, Mrs. Brown's class, come on down and make a circle. She had that one class wind into a circle, starting with the last, you know, the end person in the first row. So the first row follows that end person. And then the second row steps down and follows. And then the third row fell And then, you know, you just keep following into a circle with each row moving down a step when they're ready. So it's not this, you know, huge chaotic event to make a circle. So that does take some practice. It can be kind of challenging, but once they get it down, it looks so much cleaner and more polished. So like I said, just from listening to her and being open to suggestions, I learned those things from her about performances. And then the teacher that I'm teaching with this year who took Jenna's 
place. Her name is Stacy, and I also really enjoy teaching with her. She is very creative. So I really like like the the creating aspect of programs. I really enjoy like sitting down, picking a book, picking the songs, you know, that kind of stuff. I love that. Um, sometimes I don't have a huge vision for what do I want the scenery to look like or what do I want, you know, the kids to wear. Like I have to force myself to think about that. That's not as much of a strength for me, but it is a strength for her. So she had these really creative ideas. Like we did a program called Maybe Something Beautiful, which is based off of the book by the same name. And the premise of the story is that these people who live in this city or this town, you know, it's kind of a drab city until they start painting it and putting up these murals and getting everyone involved. And then they have this beautiful city and it's actually based on a true story. So she had these awesome ideas of like having kind of a drab background at the start. And then as the townspeople are starting to paint, like removing a brick from the drab background and behind the brick would be this you know, some colors until when you remove all the bricks, it was this really colorful tree. And then she, at the end, decided to add colorful scarves on the ground. So it really just added to that, you know, made like a splash of color. And she also decided, oh, it would be really cool if we had a few artists in the, who are kind of out in the audience painting while the, in the story we were talking about painting. And so we had like berets for them and aprons and they had their own easel which we borrowed from the art teacher it was really cute I would not have come I there's no way I would have come up with that on my own I just didn't have that vision but she did so you know whether or not you're collaborating with another music teacher or maybe you can collaborate with your art teacher if you're like me you know really creative in one aspect but in another aspect you don't have as much vision talk to someone else talk to your art teacher or even talk to your spouse at home and see what they think um, and try to just bounce ideas off of people because they're going to come up with things that you maybe you on your own won't be able to I definitely learned that so really try to play into each other's strengths if you know that the music teacher you're working with is really great with drumming, then let them direct the drumming piece. If you know you're really good with the singing aspect, you know, that kind of thing, just really think about what your strengths are. And then I have a checklist, which again, I will link to in the show notes. That is um, a freebie in my store, but you can just click the link and download it. And it goes through all the, you know, the different things that you want to, you want to think about when you're planning a program. All the things that you want to have set in place, like do you have your risers ready? Have you talked to your custodian about your setup? Are, is your microphone, your, your sound system, is that ready? You know, have you checked your CD? Have you checked your sound levels? All that kind of thing. So that is on the checklist. And like I said, I will leave that in the show notes. And then the last thing I want to talk about is that musical program challenge, which I'm super excited about. So I have a link on my blog, if you go to mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com, and then there's a box that says five-day challenge. If you click that, then it will take you to a page where you can sign up for the challenge. But you can also get to that same page if you go to bit.ly, so bit period ly backslash musical challenge. And then you just hit enter in your browser and it will take you to that page. So all you have to do is sign up for with your email address. And then um, right before the challenge starts, I decided to wait until um, people were out of school so that we had time to, you know, really dig in. The challenge will be June 12th 
through the 16th this summer. So the first email I will send out with, a, with you know, a lot of information will be June 11th, and that will just kind of give you a rundown of the week. But the idea of the challenge is each day I will do a post in a pop-up Facebook group that I can add you to. I will do a Facebook Live um, on my Facebook page, and I will send out an email. And the email will have ideas for um, putting together your own program using a picture book. And day one will be first grade, day two will be second grade, day three will be third grade, and so on until we end with fifth grade. And I'm hoping by the end of the challenge, you're going to walk away with tons of ideas for programs that you can do the following year. I'm super excited. So of course, let me know if you have any questions about that. But if you go to that link, which I will put in the show notes, you will find it and you just sign up with your email address and you will be signed up for the challenge. So I hope this has been helpful for you as you're planning out your programs, especially as you're thinking about next year, since we're winding down from this year. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. (music) 